Hey, welcome to the Pharmacy Residency Podcast, member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm getting a little bit better with this sinus infection, but uh, not 100%, so I apologize again for the um, scratchy voice, I guess you would call it. Uh, something that happens around now, especially if you're in the Northeast or in the Midwest or somewhere where the, the weather isn't great, and you start hearing that other people are getting interviews and you don't have an interview yet, or maybe you have a couple of rejections already and uh, that's a little bit disheartening so the first thing I want to do is give you a little bit of positivity uh, many of the sites have not actually gone into it just because you know the match decides that this is when things will happen doesn't mean that they can just stop everything and start you know, sending out the interview invitations uh, it takes a lot of work so some sites have, have really not even started the process to like get to it this week next week and you might not hear until late January, early February. Uh, the other thing is that they're not really good about making sure that everyone gets a response. So what I've heard is, uh, and again, this is anecdotal. This is only from a couple of maybe 40, 50 people. Uh, this isn't the entire 4,000, uh, well, 8,000 that are, that are doing this. Uh, it's that they only received responses from half of those places that they applied to. So when you expect rejections, there's a big reason not to send rejections. The first thing that sending a rejection does is it eliminates someone that you might need later if you decide that during the interview process you really don't have enough people that you really are happy with and that you want to give invitations to. Uh, the other thing it does is it creates a lot of work. As soon as somebody gets a rejection, a lot of times they'll send a request, well, can you tell me why I got the rejection? And so by sending 100 of those out, you get 100 emails back. So there's a lot of reasons not to send them out. Now, the expectation is, and what's on the printed page, is that every single person should get a written communication as if they got an interview or didn't. But does that happen in practice? No. Uh, there's just too few people taking care of too many applications. So let's talk about the feelings that you have, why you have them, and what some of the things are that you can do to avoid that uh, feeling so that you can continue to do well in the things that you need to do well in as you kind of move towards graduation. Uh, the first thing is that it, it's really a comparison, uh, and uh, this is something that we do naturally. I get it, you know, as I come home going past the uh, Kimberly house, which is the developer that built the neighborhood. I'm always like, man, it would be really nice to have that house because then we'd have like huge area for soccer and then a place for my parents to stay if they wanted to come out because they've got another house back there. They've got kind of that uh, driveway that kind of moves around that you can park multiple cars and it's a beautiful house. But our house is great and we, we had great life there and uh, you know we've raised our children to 10 years old so far and uh, you know there's nothing wrong with our house it's just that it's not that house and the same thing is happening right now where you're kind of doing this comparison saying man I shouldn't I be getting interviews now well the reality is you didn't apply to the same places and some of the places that they'd applied they one may have better relationships with them and two uh, they just have a different calendar as to when they're going to do things uh, the big thing is that if you have time which may or may not be the case 
Uh, the first thing you want to do is start applying or start thinking about applying to positions that are not residency. And there's a big reason for this. Even if you get 10 interviews, you still may not match. And what you want to do is <clears throat> create a situation where you're not having to have the residency, be it you burnt your ships and you can't go back, right? The Cortez thing. What you want to do is start actually applying to regular jobs and start looking for regular jobs. And you say, well, aren't you the pharmacy residency podcast? Why would you tell me this? Well, let's go back to, to dating. If there was a time when maybe you didn't have a true partner and you were dating one or two people, when somebody said no to you, you're like, whatever, I got other stuff going on. But when you only had one person, and that was the only person you wanted, and they said no, you just were kind of down, and there, there's just I felt like there was there's something wrong with you, and and all of this, and what was really happening was you didn't have that comfort and that confidence because you attached your self-esteem to somebody else's opinion and a single person's opinion. And what's happening here is you're going to do the same thing. You're attaching to, I didn't get an interview and all of this roller coaster ride of emotions. But imagine this, imagine if you've, very, you've got some very comfortable interviews that are coming up with uh, other sites, maybe even hospital positions. It's not unheard of. And some community positions as well. And you've kind of started that process where you're looking at it like, all right, well, the worst thing that happens is if I don't get this $50,000 a year job, I'm going to get a $100,000 a year job with a $40,000 bonus and maybe a car. So when you're looking at the mailbox, you're not like, oh, all right, well, my life is over. You're actually like, eh, well, you know, one of my options may not work. And the reason you start applying to real jobs is to gain that confidence. Because what happens is, is that as you get these interview invitations, maybe you only get one or two. You're like, oh my gosh, this is it. If I don't do well on this one, it's all over. And oh my gosh, I, I just know that I didn't do well in the interview. And But if you have this other position and you have this other stream where you're kind of like, well, you know, I mean, if it's not going to work out with this one, maybe it isn't a good match and maybe this is a good thing. You know, you can go to that song, Unanswered Prayers, or... Uh, there's that great story about, and maybe I should tell that story now. So there's this great story about uh, maybe good, maybe bad, where uh, someone has a son, and I think it was a son, not a daughter, uh, where he got a broken leg, and he's like, oh, man, you know, uh, that's really bad. And, you know, and he's like, well, maybe, might be good, might be bad, we don't know. And then, sure enough, uh, the government comes in, uh, conscripts every able-bodied male that can uh, go into the army, and uh, this guy's got a busted leg, and they say, all right, well, we don't want you. And so he can continue to help his father on the farm or something like that. I apologize for the antiquatedness of it, but it's an old, old story. And uh, the same thing happened with us with soccer. I remember my, my daughters were just absolutely heartbroken. There, there are two teams 
and uh, more of the friends that they're closer with went on one team and then they went on this other team and then the other team really struggled during that tournament they were in a little bit higher bracket and uh, the games didn't go the way they wanted and uh, ours went to the championship and won a championship but if they had gone to be with their friends they they never would have had that championship feeling feeling that championship experience you know, I, I'd never scored a goal ever in my life in as a kid, and, and I did it later in life in my 40s. So uh, the sometimes good, sometimes bad is, is something that I think that really keeps you level and that really allows you to give some forgiveness. You know, I was just talking to somebody about the Steve Jobs uh, Stanford commencement speech back in 2005 where he said, you can only connect the dots going backward. So in March, when you, if you are one of those uh, people that never got an interview and uh, didn't match, uh, you're, well, if you didn't get an interview, you're one of 1,600, and if you didn't match, you're one of 4,000. But what's going to happen is you're going to have amazing clarity as you look back that, oh my gosh, yeah, I... I used that UCSF template to write my letter of intent and I really hurried through them and, and didn't make them individual and things like that. And you're going to be kicking yourself because it's going to be so clear. But, you know, you can only see that as you look back, as you went through the process. So my recommendation is, and I know that there are a bunch of uh, posts on Reddit and other places where you're saying, yeah, I haven't heard anything, but don't worry, you know, the, the, the interviews are coming. And it's a big you know, thing with imposter syndrome that you don't feel like you deserve it and all of this stuff. But the, the thing that you can do that's more valuable than anything, even more valuable than studying for the NAPLEX and picking that RX prep book away from your door and stop using it as a book as a doorstop uh, is to start applying to regular positions uh, because what's going to happen is is that and maybe even you may even get an interview for a regular position before you get an interview for residency uh, is that you'll be able to practice and you'll be able to see what the process is like and you'll be able to see what's out there and it won't be this I'm in love with one person and if they reject me then my validation is that that person has rejected me and that I'm a failure so I feel like uh, I, I've got the, the template out there. You can look at it. Um, there's a clinical pharmacist template out there uh, that you can read uh, that's on my LOI course. I, I help with cover letters for uh, uh, letters of intent, sure, and then also uh, for people working on their jobs. And, and I don't get as many people uh, doing that as I do letters of intent. But really, if you can start going through the process of looking for another position, all of a sudden those days are going to go by a little bit quicker and you're not going to have that feeling of I have to nail this interview or my life is over. Uh, you're going to have a very balanced feeling so that when you go in there, uh, you're going to be much more confident. I'll tell you this last story and then call it uh, a day for this one. But my uh, boss, uh, I was actually on the hiring committee for my boss. That is a very strange feeling. And I remember what he said. He was the dean at a community college already. Uh, I think it was in Arkansas. And he kept saying in his Texas twang, you know, I just think this is a good fit. You know, I don't need to move, but it's a good fit. And I just kept hearing that. And I was like, wow, you know, what a great position to be in. 
you're happy where you are, but this might be a better opportunity. Maybe good, maybe bad. But it worked out that he did come here and uh, he's been you know the best boss I've ever had in my life and uh, I love uh, having him there and we, we've uh, with some other people in here uh, we've done like uh, market to market which is a little bit over a 75 mile run between eight and nine people and it's just created a great community here but I just cannot get that out of my head that you know this might be a good fit and he had that job already and he was moving to one that might be better so by applying, by starting that process uh, with letters to uh, other uh, positions that are not residency-based, I think you can completely change your emotional dynamic, get rid of some of that anxiety, and man, just it just is so much easier uh, when that... And go back to dating. I mean, those people that were like, oh my gosh, I totally want to go out with you, and you're just like, oh, creepy... But then as soon as they're like, well, okay, well, you know, I understand if you don't want to go out, you're like, oh, maybe maybe we could go out, you know, so it's the weirdest thing. All right, well, if you need my help, TonyThePharmacist at gmail.com. I uh, love working with the people that are doing the residency.teachable.com interview course. Uh, again, um, I'm happy to kind of provide feedback to those people and uh, really, really love going through this process. Uh, And I'll talk a little bit more about how you can have your significant other uh, really help you out in this process and become a partner in this process uh, in my next episode. So uh, talk to you soon.